Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Linsanity Podcast, part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, I just want to give a quick shout out to you incredible listeners, uh, to the people that support our network. We greatly appreciate it, uh, whether it's the Circle City Cinema, whether it's the Power Hour, or whether it's uh, the Lynn Sanity podcast, we all appreciate it. Uh, we got a lot cooking. Um, I'm about to be the best co-host that Circle City Cinema's ever had, starting in two weeks uh, when uh, where we're discussing Secret Invasion, uh, Marvel show. Uh, I can't can't wait to discuss that. First episode uh, came out uh, today on a Wednesday. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll dive into that in the second episode uh, on the cinema. Zach and I will. Uh, I'm excited about that. Excited what those discussions could lead to. Uh, Alex, you know, I mean, he, the man, the man's got the power hour going, and obviously, we got you know plenty of stuff cooking here at the Lynn Sanity. But you know, this is mostly going to be an NBA uh, podcast talking about what happened with the Bradley Beal trade, what that means for each side. You know, there's another trade that potentially is the framework. We'll discuss that. We'll discuss other fun things that are going around in terms of rumors, some hirings. Uh, we'll touch on a draft. Uh, maybe we'll catch on some NFL, but that depends on time. Anyway, Bryce, it's just you and I. It's nice to not have to carry Zach, isn't it not? Man, it is such a burden. I mean, it, it's he's it, it, he is a burden. Um, you know, it's it's got to be. I mean, it's it's a pain. I mean. It's like Bryce, like we're Bill Belichick and, you know, we got to deal with with good old McDaniels out there. Just, you know, a, a lazy assistant, a guy that just rides our coattails. I mean, and it's just that's about the best way I could sum it up. With Zach. Well, it's, it's typical, Zach. It's typical Griffith behavior. Oh, oh 100%. it's nothing new. It's nothing new and nothing new. I mean, we appreciate his contributions. I mean, he, but we know that he's replaceable. I mean, if he ended up going to the Raiders, uh, we know what his record is. We know what his record is. Just join the Expendables forecast. We, yeah, we know what his record is. But but anyway, I mean, let's let's get into, in my opinion, you know, the biggest news that's happened over the last week since we recorded, which was Washington actually traded Brad Beal. Brad Beal wanted to get traded. He did get traded. He got traded to the Phoenix Suns. Um, I mean, there was a lot of teams that, you know, thought that they had a chance at him, whether it was Miami, whether it was the Kings, the Bucks. I heard at one point, um, but it, you know, the Suns ended up getting him. Uh, the Suns ended up getting him. And uh, it looks like uh, the deal that's in place, Bryce, is that the Suns received Bradley Beal. Jordan Goodwin and Isaiah Todd, the Wizards received Christopher Ball, Landry Shamit, multiple second round picks and first round swaps. Um, so, Bryce, let's I mean, obviously, we just got to start with the, the Phoenix side here. I mean, when you get Brad Beal, when you get Brad Beal, um, I mean, I, I don't think he's a slouch by any means, uh, I guess. What do you think? I mean, it seemed like the Suns were kind of last minute in all of this, but somehow they got it done. Um, I mean, good for Brad Beal for getting out of Washington. But to me, Caleb, this is this is going to be a tall task for Phoenix. We're going with a three guard big three, which 
I mean, if anyone can make it work, it'd be Kevin Durant. But to me, this is tough. This is tough to get all of them to play defense for them to all stay healthy at the same time. And it puts Phoenix in a weird spot, in a weird cap situation with DeAndre Ayton, which doesn't leave a lot of room for role players. Now, I think, do I think some people will go there voluntarily? Yeah, sure. But I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work. To me, as of right now, this does nothing for me as far as title odds and title favorites for next season. Um, still give me Denver over them. Um, and I, I would say probably Denver right now be my top choice over them. So, and yeah, I mean, we're yet I to like be that. seen, yet to be yeah. seen what's going to happen with some of these other trades. But right now, Denver, I'd still pick Denver to beat Phoenix. I think I would too. I, I, I don't know if I would pick the Suns. To represent the West with this deal, they need to make more depth moves for sure. Um, but but I'll be honest. I mean, like I get the criticism, Bryce. I really do. Um, but I mean, we we're talking. I mean, I guess the part that's hard for me to understand is like we were led to the belief that there was absolutely nothing for Chris Paul. You know, the reports were suggesting that he was just going to get cut or waived. And you know, if you're the Suns and I guess it, it, it's, I will say, I don't know how they somehow got from, he got cut or waved to, okay, now he's traded. Um, Landry Shamit, I mean, that's just salary filler. But what I, what I like about what the Wizards, you know, what the, what the Suns did is, I mean, I do think he's going to take some pressure off of Booker and Durant as a scoring option. I mean, certainly, you know, I mean, I'd argue the team that pushed him the most, Bryce, was the Suns, um, and, and and their roster was complete. You know, in terms of the Nuggets, and, and it felt like their roster was incomplete. The Suns' roster was incomplete. And you it have still another, is. and uh, yeah, hundred percent. And if you can get a third guy in there who who will move off the ball, who will play off the ball, um, you know, I I, I like that. I, I think the big thing for me, Bryce, is uh, the three point shooting. Um, He's been a great shooter, has a reputation of being a great shooter. Uh, but the percentages, I mean, last year, around 30, you know, he's in the 35%-ish range. I feel like that could be because, well, I mean, he was in Washington and he's having to do everything. And maybe the shots get better because the looks get better. But, I mean, I think that's got to go up for me. Uh, but, you know, I'm curious, was this Frank Vogel driven, in your opinion? No, do you think do you think Frank Vogel wouldn't have wanted this deal? Right? Not a chance. I'm not. Well, okay. I, I don't know if if that's correct. Like, I don't know if he's like, no, I don't want Brad Beal. I guess there's a chance. We know who's pulling the strings, Caleb. We know who's pulling the strings. It's the brand new owner, Matt Ishbia. In his first five months as owner, he has traded for Kevin Durant. He has traded for Brad Beal. He has supposedly be for him and Isaiah Thomas are tight and he's getting advice from Isaiah Thomas, which I don't even know if you really want him helping your franchise based on what we saw in, in New York. Listen, with the man, Knicks. I mean, look, I, I can tell you right now. Okay. I mean, if we're, if you're going to Isaiah Thomas, okay. And you are saying, you know, Oh my gosh, you know, we, we, you know, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? Yada, yada, yada. I mean, 
I would honestly, I would compare that to like, if I was a person in the rise in acting and I said to myself, man, I want to get a tip from Ezra Miller because Ezra Miller is just so good and he's so talented and this, that, and the other. When we all know in America, he's not talented enough. This situation is just, it's absurd. We're talking about a, we're talking about a guy who has shown time after time after time. He can't coach a team. He can't run a front office. He can't do it at any level of basketball. Yet that is who Ishbia is going to. And, you know, Bryce, I think another guy we got to bring into this conversation is James Jones. I mean, it feels like all of these deals, it's like James Jones is just sitting there, like the title is just there, but it's like it doesn't feel like he's doing anything because of Isaiah Thomas. I mean, how do you how do you think? I mean, I, I understand a new owner wanting to make his team his team. I get that. I get that argument. But like the balance of this is poor. No, I mean, you got to trust in what made the franchise appealing to you anyway. Right. I mean, because that's what's happened. Yeah. What, what made the Suns appealing to an Ishbia, to a James Jones, to a Kevin Durant was the culture and the young and all of that stuff that started in the bubble. I mean, I would say that's gone. I would yeah. say that's gone. I mean, I don't, I don't like that. I guess like, how do you, what do you think of that in terms of Ishbia just saying, okay, I'm literally going to just do it my way or the highway. And that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, it, it totally diminishes James Jones, who we thought was a puppet anyway, when he, when he got the job, um, he, and then he's promoted to basketball uh, or president of basketball operations and he still holds the GM title, it diminishes his, his entire role. Sure, he might be the one putting the trade together, but it's Ishbia with the help of Isaiah Thomas saying, hey, I think you should do this. It feels like it, man. I mean, and, I, just... I, I feel bad for James Jones now, who, you know, it seems like he was really starting to come into his own as a general manager and really in control of the franchise. You know, he put together a finals team. Uh, you know, before Ishbia bought the team, this was a finals team. Sure. Uh, they regressed uh, last season before yeah. uh, trading for Kevin Durant. There was some coaching player issues. We, we don't know the full extent of why. We know Jay Crowder had issues with Monty Williams. We know DeAndre Ayton had issues with Monty Williams. We don't know the extent of them. Um, but James Jones knows how to put a, te- put a team together. But, I, you know, Ishbia is going balls to the wall for the title. And sometimes, and, and it's worked for, for other teams in the past. I mean, the, the Raptors went balls to the wall. Um, you know, we've seen other teams do it. We've seen the, the Warriors do it when they added Kevin Durant. So, yes, I feel bad for, for James Jones, but Ishbia is on a mission here. Um, and you really can't do anything to stand in his way. So, otherwise, you're out. Cultures like that always concern me. You know, I don't care. You know, well, what it does to make your is. franchise after when they're all said and done. Like, you know, how many good years does Kevin Durant really have left? You know, with all his injuries. Um, you know, 
Booker is in his, I would say, in his prime right now. I think that's fair to say. And mm-hmm. I think Beal is still somewhat in his prime if he could stay healthy. So, yeah. yeah. But, but you still need solid players around you. Uh, you know, some good role players. Because we've seen really good big three teams or super teams sure. have really crappy role players. And they suck, i.e. the Los Angeles Lakers. And you see they get swept in the Western Conference Finals. So, I mean, you have to have good players still around you. 100%. I mean, they're, I think it was smart of Phoenix to, like, I mean, going, I know those, these two guys aren't really worth a ton of mentioning, but when you look at Goodwin and Todd, I think it's worth the Suns trying to see what you have, right? I mean, like, Goodwin sure. played a little bit for Washington. Maybe Todd's a project that you can have as a... You know, like, I think they're going to, they need everything. They need everything that they can get. Um, and if you're Washington, I mean, it, to me, you just blew the opportunity, Bryce. They just blew the opportunity. Um, I think three years ago, uh, you could have gotten the King's ransom for that guy. Yes. Yeah, hold um, on. No, well, uh, before, before you go on that, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, going, going with that, they didn't really have a choice. They gave Brad Beal a no trade clause. So he had control of where he goes. And basically what they give up. So, and this was the previous Washington Wizards front office and ownership that, that did this. So right. the new, the new right. management, had they didn't have a choice. So at this point, you just get what you can and move on. You cut your losses and you, and you start your rebuild. Fair. I, I mean, I, I won't fair. Um, I, I just think, you know, if you're, I agree with that. New management didn't have a choice, but I mean, they really, I mean, I feel like the move should have been made earlier. I mean, it was hinted long time and I mean, I get it. I get that Brad Beal wants that money. I get it. it makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Not to mention, I think he kind of knew that if he got the money, it's still, you could still get traded. Um, I think it, to me, I get it. It just, I feel like if you're Washington, you, you, you kind of knew where this was going and now you're in, now you're really in trouble in terms of cap. Um, and, and it's, it's like, okay, well now how can I get against it? How can I adjust to it? And, you know, you're choosing to tank Bryce now. Um, and, and I'll just be honest. I mean, I, I'm not a fan. Like I know, like in the NBA, right. You know, in the draft, everybody's like, I love a freshman. I love a freshman. Everything about a freshman. This freshman class next year is one of the worst freshman classes in recent memory in terms of NBA level talent, in terms of like guys that could like really come in for you. That's not to say like that there's guys that might not be really good or lottery picks or whatever. I'm just saying, Bryce, like it's just not a very strong class. Mm-hmm. And Washington is putting their stock into that class. I mean, why not earlier, Bryce? I think they easily should have been sellers at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma, sell, sell. That was available, sell. Now, he, now he's just you, now, now he's walking. Sell. I mean, I would argue Kyle Kuzma's never going to play better basketball than what he did last year. Sell. Oh, come on. I mean, sell. No, I'm not trying to be bashful. Look at the stats. Oh. He, yeah, was, but, he, was good. Uh, he was great last year. He was a great player last year. And it's tough to keep those stats up for Kyle Kuzma, especially uh, if, you're, if you're trying to put him on a contending team, Bryce. 
He's going to be if you're putting on a contending team. 18 points a game. You think he's going 18 points a game everywhere? I think he can. You don't he's like not he's, not, he's not 18 and 9 on your team. He's not 18 and 9 on your team. If he's 18 and 9 on your team, you're losing a bunch of games. Oh my gosh. Because you, you got you got you no, because you got better offensive players. Okay, no. I don't okay, I don't necessarily no. need him to be 18 and 9. But I, right, but like if he's 12 or 13, that's cool. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, I don't I, I, I mean I'm not be a threat. But I don't think he's gonna be as but good. He's, he's as not he was he's not 30. Year. If he if he's truly asking for thirty million a year, he's not getting that. It, it not from the not from Indiana. Not not, not for that. Well, I give him twenty five. What would Indiana pay? Who would Indiana pay thirty million dollars a year? Not if him. LeBron said, "I want thirty million dollars a year." Herb Simon might not even pay him thirty million dollars a year. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We have a lot of cap space, and we don't really need to pay anyone. Like as of right now, yeah. So, no, I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah, but anyway, anyway, anyway I mean, whatever conversation. But I mean, it's it's interesting. But Washington, you know, we kind of touched on it with Washington. They're trying to get out of some gap space, and it seems like Bryce that there's a potential trade in the works here with Kristaps Porzingis. Kristaps Porzingis, a guy that has been on the, uh, the New York Knickerbockers franchise uh, that Zach Griffith uh, dearly loves. Um, and then uh, he was on the Dallas Mavericks, and then he's been on the Washington Wizards the last couple of years. And Bryce, now it looks like he could be a Boston Celtic. Clippers are getting Malcolm Brogdon, and then the Wizards are receiving the best player in the trade, Marcus Morris, Amir Coffey, and the 30th pick in this year's draft, along with the one and only Danilo Gallinari, who obviously I have loved for a long, long time. <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to this deal, what sticks out? I mean, because I think I think having this deal now could suggest some deals happening on Thursday. Am I off base on that? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think we're going to see some more moves being made. Um, I don't necessarily know what they are because, you know, people get crazy on Twitter, man. They just be suggesting like anything. Uh, so you really don't know what to believe. But this one seems to be all but done. I mean, we've had Shams. We've had Woj basically say it's it's approaching the done deal. I think they're just working out the Porzingis contract, uh, the numbers and all that good stuff. Um, but getting into the trade, like looking at the framework of it, um, first off, there's a couple layers to this, Caleb. One, Celtics fans are once again praising Brad Stevens for his general manager work, which is laughable to me. Wow. It's laughable to me. Because... None of these trades that he's made have really worked out. Like, and they're like, oh, well, well, he traded Daniel Tice and pennies for uh, for Malcolm Brogdon. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You traded Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, who would have been a very nice piece for you in this in these playoffs. 
by the way. Yeah, you hold and up. a first round pick this year. It wasn't pennies and Daniel Tice. Yeah, you, no, you, no. You hold up and now, and, and, and by the way, you traded all of that for one year of Malcolm Brogdon, all for you to realize that he sucks when all you could have done is it's picked up the phone and called me or Zach Griffith. And we could have told you that. But, and he, but I don't know how he won six man of the year, but now they're trading him. That's what they think of Malcolm Brogdon. And, and for me, this does nothing for the Clippers. Even if they end up keeping Paul George, this does nothing for the Clippers for me. This does nothing. nothing. You got a point guard. You, you got a point guard that dribbles the air out of the basketball. You really think that's, that's what the Clippers need? Another guy that dribbles the air out of the basketball? I don't think so. Terrible for the Clippers. And for the Celtics acquiring Porzingis, I'm confused. I'm confused right. because we've seen Kristaps Porzingis in the playoffs, Caleb. We've seen him disappear. We've seen him miss a lot of games. When he's good, he can be very good. But he is what he is at this point. Did we? Were, was it you and I? Who did I see that game with? Who did I see that game with? Pacers. It was Mavericks. me. It was me. We went. Yeah, when Kate blew us up, just up, up from the three. Heck, I mean, he, he was like incredible. Six threes. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, we've seen the the good of Chris House, but we've also seen the bad. He had a very nice season for for Washington last season, but it wasn't because he was on Washington. I don't know. I don't know. And he only played sixty five games. He only played sixty five games. Go. I don't think that's horrible. No, I, I, it's not horrible. But is he going to be there when you need him? There. Are they going to? You got to. You got to be smart there. No and question. and here and here we go. Like. Danilo Gallinari didn't even play a single game for Boston, and they're moving off of him. What does that say? No comment. So, I, okay, you but have to, you but, have to comment this, on Gallinari. But this goes back to my Brad Stevens stuff. Yeah, Why right. is everyone on him so much? Listen, he was a great coach. Couldn't get it done. I told you he he was gonna he was gonna get fired, but he ended up stepping away, moving to the front office. I was halfway there, but I didn't think that he was gonna be the the. You know, the best GM in the world, but everyone's sucking them off. And I don't understand why. I don't get it. I mean, it's I, I think it's fair. I mean, you you I mean, I'd say Bryce, the only move I think he's made of recent memory. I mean, he got Al back for pennies on the dollar, but he he okay, got great for one but, good but, season. Well, he's an effective. I mean, he's not. What did he do this? This Derek, Derek White. Derek White was not. A, it was a very. That, that's a decent one. But but. But Derek White really didn't come alive until the playoffs. He was like an average player. Like he was a fine player for them. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I see your point. I mean, I, I look, I think what they chose to do here is I think they said to themselves, I would rather have options in the front court than the back court. I think my guess is they're going to try to get a guard in the draft if they can. If they get a guard in the draft, I think that makes some sense for them. Maybe get a guy off the bench, you know, kind of get you more of a point setter type of guy. Maybe develop him into something okay. Um, because I think they are done with Grant Williams. I think they're done with Grant Williams. I think they should be. I think if you're paying him $15 million, it's too much. Um, I The way I look at Przingis is, I agree with you, Bryce, the playoff stuff is fair, but it's like... I'm not asking Porzingis to be my number two option, right? I'm asking him to be sure. the third, potentially fourth option on an offensive team. 
I'm asking Przingis to be a really good jump shooter, which he can. He showed some post game. He got better defensively. There was some really, really, really good stats uh, I found um, from Kevin O'Connor on Pazingas. And it was like, I would not have guessed where he ranked in terms of those categories. Let me show, let me tell him to you real quick when I can find him. Uh, Pazingas, stats missed career best season. He was fourth in points allowed against the pick and roll. He was the top post scorer in the NBA according to second spectrum. And he did pretty well against points per closeout. So when a defender was closing him out, Przingis has done better with that. I mean, look, I agree with you. The key for me is all for him has always been health. I mean, I think he is a phenomenal score, three level score. Like, and, and if you want to argue that they don't need the scoring, I mean, okay, but I, I'm not as, to me, this is, I got a problem. You got a problem. Let's help each other out because I'd rather have this problem than that problem. That's, that's, that's what it is for me if I'm Boston, if I'm Washington. Um, I mean, look, I mean, getting Marcus Morris, I mean. Laughable, dude. I mean, you want to yeah, complain yeah. about stuff? Congrats. You just worked I mean, your way to Washington. Amir Coffee. Trash. Probably, I mean, honestly, you maybe could have played more for the Clippers. And 30th pick and the 30th pick. I mean, it's just I don't I don't really I just think Washington has really missed the mark on the opportunity. And I know the new management can only do so much, but it, it's pretty nuts when you sit there and look at it. Um just looking at what they could have done and what they could have pursued. Um but you know, I've always been a Prazingis guy. I tried dropped off him for a while, but I hope he kills it. I mean, I think he's an incredibly talented player. And if he finds a post-up game and consistent defense, I'm in. I'm in on him every time. We'll see. Uh, next up, um, let's get into um, a draft trade uh, that happened. Uh, that happened with your team. That happened with mm-hmm. your team, uh, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, uh, you know, they have a lot of picks in this draft, price. And honestly, I mean, I'm going to give you some credit. You kind of called this. You kind of thought that they would try to do something in the draft. You didn't know exactly what they were going to do, but you did call it. And they did. The Nuggets are trading their 2024 first round pick and 2023 40th pick to the Pacers for 29 and 32. Pacers at this point have four picks, seven, 26, 40, and 55. Um, I guess let's just start on the original deal before we get into other questions. Mm. Like, when you saw the deal, what what through your mind? Well, it was why. Why are we doing this? Uh, but then the more I thought about it, the more I read about it um, from people, it was we would have we had five picks in the draft originally. Okay, if we if we draft five players, we're gonna end up having to cut like half of them or send them all to G League. You know where you know maybe we don't even have room for them there. Right. So it made sense. It made sense now that we trade trade one, get rid of one, and get one in next year's draft. Um, so that way we're down to we're down to four. Um, so that way you know we got a little more flexibility. But I I think there could be potentially be another trade happening either. Uh, or, well, I mean it had to be tomorrow. 
Um, I think it's setting the stage for that. I don't know if it's something huge because I, I really do think that we hold on to seven unless we can get a legitimate wing, a veteran wing with with that number seven pick or, or maybe even, you know, the first rounders that we have. I, I, I don't know. Can I give I you know. a hypothetical? Sure. Any sure, chance you can move up? Any chance you think they'd move up? Use the 26 selection, use the 40 selection, move up in the draft. I guess if there's somebody that they really like. Um, like if you get like two like wing-ish type of players. like I, I guess it's possible. Uh, but but we have a lot of cap space, I, I guess, is what I'm, where I'm at with that. Because I feel like we can still. It. Yeah, I think we could. I think we could sign someone still. Uh, you know, a veteran to come in and play because we're, we're already so young. I think we're, we're like one of the youngest teams in the NBA, they are young. if not the youngest team in the NBA. So we need a little, if we're going to make the play on at least the play in, you know, let alone the playoffs, I think we're going to need a vet. I don't know that trading for Paul George is the answer. You know, I know a lot of Indiana fans are, are clamoring for that. Um, you know, we've heard the rumors with OG, I think Siakam um, would be could be interesting. I like DeAndre last, Hunter. I think that would be interesting. that one. That one would be that one would be interesting. That one would be interesting. I like that. that one would be interesting. I mean, I I don't. I I think it's interesting. They have a lot that they can do. It's a fair point by you, Bryce, on contracts. And I was talking with Alex, our producer, about it too. He mentioned that to me as well, and I didn't think about it like that, but. If you're Indiana, like they they can do, I I think they're in a really safe position in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see them use twenty six and forty to get up, or even twenty six and fifty five to get up. Um, I don't like you get up the same amount. You get up a handful of spots. I I would like to see Indiana just. Just show. I mean, here's my thing, Bryce. I mean, if you if you want to spend the guy on cap room, right? If you're like, I've got all this cap room, let's spend cap room. Like, I don't. I would look at a lot of short term deals, Bryce. Uh, I agree. I think I'm you can't if if you're because the window of this team. I don't. I mean, I I, I like what they have, but I, I think they could really, if they're going to push for a veteran. I'm not as crazy on the whole idea of OG to Indiana. I'm not. I mean, I get it. I understand what people want that for. I just don't think that makes sense for the Pacers. And I don't think he raises your ceiling, to be quite honest with you. Uh, and I think when it comes to Siakam, I like him. I think he's a really good player. I just don't think he fits where they want to go in a timeline standpoint. Um, I just don't think there's the guy there for them yet. And I don't, I don't, I don't think they should force it. If there's, you know, like I agree, if they can find a veteran that can help with the pay, the playing time, consider it. But, but I just, I mean, to me, I, I think an idea of going young here, nailing this draft, coming away with this draft, being like what Detroit was last draft, right? Detroit had a top five pick. They went out, they got Ivy, they go out, they trade, get Duran with the second pick, and the second pick in the first round became winners. I think you and I both like their draft. So mm. I. Why can't that be Indiana? Like, why can't Indiana basically do this? Here's Detroit. Really solidify themselves by getting two top talents. 
I could see it. I could see it. Um, for the Nuggets, look, I mean, 29, 32, 37. If they are going to lose Bruce Brown, maybe they try to find somebody there. They pretty much kill it around this area of the draft. Like, they don't need top, top picks. I mean, their team clearly proved that as to Cole Jokic, second-round selection. I mean, it, it, this Denver team is, you know, they're well-equipped. It's a top organization. I think they just wanted some chances to try to fill the spots and yeah, spend the money. Smart work there on both on uh, both sides. Uh, next up, uh, moving into uh, a couple of trade rumor-ish shenanigans. Um, looks like Damian Lillard's staying, Bryce. It's like Damian Lillard's staying. Is that yeah. they that what you're reading? Um, so I guess on a one to ten, I know it's tough. I mean, we're still gonna figure it out, but one to ten right now. Where do you put the chances of the Blazers owning and taking a player with the third pick? Ten likely, one unlikely. I'm going to put that at 85. They're going to take somebody. Wow. Um, It sounds like Dame and Scoot have been in, have been communicating. Um, Which leads me to believe that they're going to keep the pick, uh, which is shocking. And it kind of makes me angry only for this reason is that we've talked about this for the past, like Uh three, four weeks. Yeah. And it's it's going to be Dame and another point guard. You know, like like it's just kind of disappointing. Like I yeah. would like to see them trade the pick um and you know maybe for a, I guess a Paul George um or somebody legitimate to pair with Dame. It's even if they do it though. It just it doesn't it doesn't move the needle for me. It's not enough. I I get it. Yeah, I get I just, it. I get it. I get it. I agree. I think it's a fair I point don't, to me. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I, I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean the other way. I'll lean the other way. Um, I think you got to trade it. I don't think it matters. I think you got to trade it. Um, I agree with you, Bryce. I think that um, it doesn't make sense for the guard combination to be playing together. Uh, you've seen that experiment for a decade. I I think if anyone's got some sort of, you know, been watching this team, watching that organization over there, I think you'd have to see that. And I think you'd have to recognize the shift that needs to happen in order to make sure that you can put Damien in a better position if he wants to say. Um, I, I think there's a couple, I agree with you. Maybe if the guy like that, maybe if the Paul George was available for the Blazers, do you jump at that? Um, I think I would, but I mean, I get the hesitation. Um, I think, I think it, it's a team that y- y- you got to at least try with Lillard, in my opinion. You're not doing him any good with the rookie talent. I don't care how good he is. I don't even care if it's Victor Wibanyama. I don't care. Um, I, I think, I think it, you got to put a veteran around him and show some urgency and respect for what he's done for the franchise. And I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Um, We'll see how that all plays out. Obviously, we got a little bit left, and obviously this podcast will be um, hopefully in your ears uh, before anything happens uh, in the draft. Um, Bryce, another thing I I wanted to touch on uh, with the draft is it feels like 
there are teams out there who are, I've seen more promise reports than I think I have seen in a long time. Like I'm like, Oh, this guy's canceling his workout. I'm promising this. It looks like a promise. Um, The magic, for example, I've been rumored to promise. Um, I believe the thunder have been rumored to promise. There's teams that I'm looking at. I'm seeing on Twitter. It feels like a promise, 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 promise. What do you think of the whole concept of like, what do you think of all that? The promising Thompson not showing up to your team's workout because of supposedly a promise. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, is, is it just a coincidence in your opinion? Like, it just feels weird that we're seeing all this promise, 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 promise. It, it is weird. You always get like something like every year with drafts where it, they just – Something comes up like, you know, this year in the NFL, it was the it was the, what the S2 test. Everyone's oh, talking yeah. about the S2 yeah. test. Yeah. CJ yeah, Stroud yeah. sucked at the S2 test, still got picked second overall. Like just like just dumb, just dumb stuff. This is dumb. Um, I agree. It's this is business, man. Go go out there and get your workouts in because you don't know what's going to happen. Things can change on you in an instant. And I, I think it's silly. Uh, you can miss me on it. Uh, you, it's literally a job interview. Yeah, it's literally yeah. a job interview. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I don't love it. I think it sets a bad precedent. Uh, maybe I'm overreacting, but no, I agree. Um, no, I agree. I think it does too. I don't think it puts you in a good position. I think it's like networking, right? I think it's part of it. You show up for the workout. I mean, it's just networking. It's connecting. Maybe you don't get drafted there, but you know, the front office assisting guys like, man, I really like how he interviewed. Who's to say they don't give you your second contract? Um, right. I don't know. I'm with you on that 100%. Um, head coaching irons kind of t- touched on it a little bit with Frank, um, but we haven't really dove into it. Um, we, we've seen action across multiple organizations at multiple levels to, to who those guys are, whether that's Frank Vogel, whether that's Monty Williams. Um, I mean, there are a lot, I mean, there's so many more, but you know, Bryce, in my opinion, a lot of these moves are just like, oh shoot. Like we're just trying to make change because it might be the only change that makes sense or it's the only change that's realistic. I mean, because we got Monty, we, I got a list of it right now. We got Monty Williams coming in to Detroit. We got Yudoka in Houston. We got Griffin in Milwaukee. We got Nurse in Philly. We got Vogel. We got Darko uh, Rakovich, uh, the Grizzlies assistant coach, um, uh, a former assistant. So, I mean, when you're looking at these head coaching hirings, right, and we're seeing the action that's been taking place, what coaching hiring do you think will impact the most out of the ones that we have seen. And, and really, it seems like the only ones that uh, I think it's, I think every team now has a head coach. Uh, you know what? This one sticks out to me. I think it's, I think it's Monty Williams in Detroit. Like uh, that may be an unpopular opinion, but I think he's built a really good staff. Uh, I think that he is a, an actual adult. There are a lot of young players 
on that roster. Um, I hope that the the Pistons are ready to rock and roll after basically, you know, sitting out their guys, draft getting all these all these lottery picks. And, you know, they still they, it seems like they're in the top five of the draft like every single year. I hope that this this squad is ready to roll with Ivy, Cunningham, Stewart, Duran, um, loaded. Killian Hayes. They're loaded with young talent. Wise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they should be ready to rock and roll. Uh, so I think Monty Williams will be good for them. I still think he's a good coach. I don't know. I, the only concerns I have is, you know, what was the deal with him and Jay Crowder, him and DeAndre Ayton? Um, you know, are those are there going to be issues, you know, in Detroit like that? I don't know. But I do think Monty Williams is he's one of those leaders of men. Um, and I think he can get the most out of those guys. I think some of those I think, you know, somebody like Jaden Ivey just wants to play hard and, and be good. Yeah, I think you can you can work with that. Um, I think that's going to be the most impactful hire out of all of them. Um, I mean, you know what Vogel is Vogel's. In my opinion, that's my my favorite hire. That's my favorite hire. But there's kind of like tears to it, right? Vogel's not going to take some bullcrap job. Not anymore. You know, no, he's not going to. Yudoka, the Yudoka thing, he's got a ton of baggage, and you know the 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 ever looming James Harden rumors paired with Yudoka just doesn't interest me at all. Uh, Nick Nurse to Philly, I think, is interesting. Um, but I don't know what that team's going to look like coming up. That's mine. That would be my pick for, um, most impactful. No, most, no, no, no. You don't impactful. get to do that. No, yes, I am. Let me no, finish. You don't, let me finish. You don't get to pick let me finish. That. It doesn't matter whether I agree with it. Oh, I'm just my. saying, I think you that hate on matter. nurse. I'm not as crazy on nurse. You're right. Oh my. No. Okay. But you at don't the same time, I nurse. think he, he is going to shift. He's going to be a different type of guy than Doc Rivers. He is. He's going to coach a different style of basketball compared to Doc Rivers. He's going to bring something very different to this Philly team. I don't know exactly because what that is. Coach, because he's a good coach. What about that? You don't think Doc is? Uh, well, seeming as he always blows lead in the playoffs, no. I mean, he's I mean, fine. I, I mean, honestly, I think Dwayne Casey wins that championship with the Raptors. Oh, my. Come on. But that doesn't mean that I don't think Nick Nurse is yeah. a, is a coach. I mean, sometimes you just need a change. Oh okay? my. And I, I, I think Nick Nurse could be a welcomed change for the Sixers in the sense of he's just a different guy in there. Wow. He can help shift what they want to be. I think, I think he is – I think that is the type of guy that can come in there and maybe do something a little different than, than what we've seen out of Doc Rivers and Brown. I mean, look, look, my, my, my whole thing with Nurse is, my whole thing with Nurse is, it's a couple things. I mean, number one, I think Dwayne Casey could have done the job. But second, I also think, I also think Nurse, Nurse, I think, is going to crack down on that rotation and he's going to max out his guys. He's a new school Thibodeau in the way he coaches and operates. I think if, I think if Nurse can, can, Kind of, he's going to have a. It's going to be interesting to see how he chooses to manage and beat because, I mean, even when Doc, I mean, I mean, Doc just went on a podcast recently and said Joel and Bead. I mean, they tried to rest and try to manage him, but yet he still got hurt in the playoffs. Like, 
Well, they t- well, no, they had to make a play. Like Philadelphia is going to have to like, like I don't know how they're going to go about that. But if Nick Nurse's style is going to be the exact same, right? How does that affect him? Beat if he's willing to adjust. I think that says a lot, right? Like, I mean, I, again, the reason I keep saying like what I'm saying about Nurse with the title is like. I think that's what's carrying him right now. Okay. But if he can come in and, and, you know, as a locker room, you can't deny that he was a champion and that he was a champion recently. You can't deny that. And I also can't deny the fact that, you know, he's a guy that, you know, has shown to have some good stretches of coaching. I, again, I'm not the biggest pro nurse guy, but I think he's going to have the most impact out of all these other guys. Um, I'll just be honest. I think the Adrian Griffin hire, um, I, 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 that's the, I, that hire really, I just don't understand, frankly. Um, I don't, I mean, they're going to have to put a really good staff around that guy. Uh, I just, I, I just need to see more from him. I'm just, I mean, I, I get it. I, I mean, kind of from the same tier, Budenholzer, but whatever. Um, I, 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 for me, it would have either been Monty or, um, or nurse. Uh, I haven't seen a ton on rock uh, Ryakovich, but it seems like there's some promise for Grizzlies uh, people liking him. My opinion, early opinion. Yeah. Masai got too cute. Now is he's it, getting too cute. That man, hey. He is, he's on the verge of losing Siakam, Van Vliet and OG. You can't lose. You can't, I mean, you can't yeah, lose all three of them, right? I mean, you can't afford it. You I don't I don't know. You can't, you can't afford it. Can't afford it. If that if that's if that's happening, you can't. You can't afford it. Um, in terms of, and then I, I guess lastly, we'll just let's catch it off with this. Um, Bryce, uh, anything sticking out to you in terms of uh, the NFL? Um, I guess. I mean, did we record on Dalvin getting cut? I don't think we talked. Uh, about that. I don't know if we did. I don't. But, but I I assume you're against it. Well, I mean, your favorite quarterback, your favorite quarterback of the National Football Conference is uh, going to have some work to do. No, I mean, he's going to have some work to do now with uh, with Dalvin Cut. Can I, I can mean, I give you can I give you can I give you the other side of this? Yeah, please, please. I want you to. Please. OK, I'll give you the other side. I, I told Zach this. I told Zach this. We had a we had a discussion about this. OK, Dalvin Cook was owed 17 million dollars this year. 17 million. Which is a lot of money, yes? Very much so. Okay. I want you to, even if you need to pull them up on your computer, okay, so right. you can look at them in front of your face. Okay. I want you to think of the past like decade of Super Bowl winners. And I want you to find running backs that were paid a significant amount of money on the winning team. There's not a lot. Not a lot. I think I got all the way back to Marshawn Lynch in Seattle when they won the title. In terms of real investment in the position. Yes. 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 I, it's, it's easier to, to get along. Like Pacheco, rookie deal. Edward Hilaire. James White. Sony Michelle. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Damian and Daryl Williams. I mean, I, LeGarrette Blunt, 
Jay Ajayi. And we're talking about it. Did, I mean, they're, they're fringe guys. They're fringe guys. But but they got it done. And they sure. impacted the game sure. one way or another. And they didn't cost a lot. I think teams are starting to model this. Now, now part of it was Minnesota was in salary cap hell. That was part of it. But yes, Dalvin Cook is a good player. But are you really going to get $17 million worth out of him this season? when he seems to be missing games, Alexander Madison performs really well, and he's going to make $2 million this year. It's like 2 or $3 million. Yeah, I don't like him. All right, I do too. And, and that's what I'm saying. Yes, Dalvin Cook is a good player, but if he thinks he's going to go out there and get a $15 million deal, he's probably not going to. I agree with that. He's going to have to take a pay cut regardless. So, so why, even, why not just negotiate with the Vikings to take pay cut to begin with? Well, my guess is he's he's probably fed up with carrying your boy Cousins. That's fine. That's fine. But it it's just I'm just kidding with you. I'm just kidding with you. Look, I, I all I'm saying is all I'm saying I think it's a very valid point. I mean, I don't know if he was worth seventeen million dollars uh, for this coming year. I agree with that. Um, I very much agree with that. Um, I guess what's hard for me to understand though is. Like, who? Okay. I mean, this is kind of teasing NFC North preview, but I mean, I don't care. It's early. Um, like, you got to see it with Detroit. If I'm working for the Vikings, okay, and I'm sitting there and I'm evaluating my team and evaluating my organization, I can look at what Detroit Lions did and I can say, these are really good moves. They're coming off a promising year. They could come off a second year for second year, whatever. You give me all the arguments. There's an argument there for Detroit to be good. But I got to see it. Do you realize how bad of a franchise the Detroit Lions? I mean, Detroit Lions have been in absolute hell for 20 years since you and I have been able to put eyes on a screen to watch football. I mean, we're talking, I mean, you got to help. You got to have me see it. I mean, why am I making moves? Like I have no chance to win the division. Why? I didn't pay. I mean, here's the thing. What do you feel about Kirk Cousins? Well, you don't. It doesn't matter. They paid Kirk Cousins. Okay. And you're going to pay Kirk. Like when you pay the quarterback, you make, you're suggesting that you believe that your team with Kirk Cousins can win a division. So why aren't you trying? Why are you trying to get all cute with some of these moves? When again, I if I was working for the organization, I would say I gotta see what the I gotta see Detroit be good before I really believe it. You know, I gotta see Chicago get out of purgatory before I believe it. I gotta see Green Bay and Jordan Love work. I just don't understand. It feels like the Vikings, Bryce, have already conceded before the season even started. And they were a division-winning team. I understand that they were in Capel, but my gosh. I mean, I just, it, I just don't, I, I mean, my gosh. I, I, that's, that's, where my, that's where my big thing is with the Vikings. It's not even really necessarily, wow, horrible contracts. Thanks, Dalvin Cook. It's just, like, you only wanted to go, go for it for one year? Like, really? I don't know. Right? 
I, yeah, you know I, mean? I guess. I mean, shocking. unless they feel very confident in what they've done. I mean, they've gotten rid of some guys on the defensive end, too. But that defense, know. that defense, the defense couldn't stop. The defense couldn't stop the Giants G League wide bad. receivers. I, I do. I do think Brian Flores is, is going to help. Oh, I mean, I'm not sure. Sure. But I'm just saying, like, what what kind of business are you in to be cunning guys? <laughs> I mean, we saw that defense. It was come on. They were 30 plus great. points a night. I mean, look, I, all I'm, I, I think it's. If I if my my big thing is, I mean, I just feels like you can see it already, and I don't fully get it because I don't think anyone has fully established themselves as a team to take the crown. And I think you could have. I don't know if I would have made the argument, but you could have made the argument. The Minnesota Vikings would be the NFC North champs going into the year before all these roster moves happen. You could have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could have. But now I don't see that anymore. Now I don't see that anymore. Um. Next up uh, on some NFL stuff, uh, I, I don't believe, I don't even think you and I have even talked off the record about this, but uh, uh, Tyreek Hill uh, investigated an alleged altercation. Um, he, uh, the investigation is in, uh, about assault and battery at a Miami Beach marina. Uh, apparently, uh, he hit a marina employee during a disagreement that took place Sunday, um, slapped the employee on the back of the head. Uh, but the employee has declined to press charges at this time. Uh, the Dolphins uh, are aware of the situation uh, and they are going to reserve comment at this time. Bryce, uh, I mean, you can't. Miami's kind of been on the hype trip. People are trying to hype him up. Shoot, this guy said to attack a Viola. Uh, could be as effective. What was the wording? Like effective as, like, as good as Mahomes or like as talented or prettier ball. Yeah, something like that is Mahomes. Like, I mean, dude, what like I mean, what? Like, how are you putting your team in this position? I mean, how how are you putting your team in this position to even have a situation like this? I just don't understand. I I mean, I don't understand this. What do you what do you make of what we've been hearing on that? Well, it's just silly to to cause a distraction. Uh, you know, when it's when you are kind of, you know, becoming a a prominent team, a team that's getting some attention, a, a favorite in the NFL and to do yeah. something like that. Very, very fortunate that they didn't press charges. I would assume either doing Tariq a favor or there might be a little hush hush uh, money. Um, but come on, man. I mean, there's. I, I don't know all the situations, so I don't want to jump to super to a bunch of conclusions. But it is a distraction. It's a problem, especially when Tyreek Hill is a very vocal player, not only in your team but but on social media, in the media. I agree. You know, don't don't do it, man. Don't don't make it about yourself. You have a you have a solid chance to be a good team in the NFL this season. Don't do anything to blow that. Yeah, don't do anything. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. I mean, your quarterback's going to need you on the field. I mean, we'll see where that goes. But early, early thing. Uh, I, yeah, early thing to look into, and we'll see how much that impacts Miami moving forward. But uh, that'll conclu- that'll conclude uh, this episode of the uh, Lynn Sanity. I'll probably do some draft reaction next week, uh, diving into that. I mean, 
And obviously there's so much shock and who's going to get picked number one. Oh my gosh. I mean, I just, there's going to be so much, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to have my phone in front of me just being like, dad, who's going to pick me? Who's going to get number one? Who's going to get number one? I mean, it's the most unpredictable number one in forever, Bryce. That's oh, the most yeah. unpredictable one in forever. That's what makes it so in fun. In forever. Darn right. Darn right it is. Well, once again, thank you for coming on to the uh Linsetti, Bryce. And uh yeah, we'll keep you posted. I mean, we'll 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 get we'll get NBA in. Um my guess is I, I think we're, I'm gonna try to time up divisional previews here soon uh, and set Uh-oh. those bad boys up. Uh, that's some of the greatest Uh-oh. that's some of the greatest content on this network. Uh, but that's just me being uh, uh, the host and having a biased opinion, but I do believe that uh, the divisional previews rock. Um, and we might have a little fun format to how that works. I'm still trying to figure that out. But once again, thank you for listening to Alexander.